Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, no yelling from Travis right no. there. BK, Brian Kamenitsky filling in for Travis Rogers. We got everybody literally on the road today. That's what's happening. Today's just a Where's Travis road going? Trip. We don't know. It, Nobody knows. Just... This is this is what Travis does. By the way, appreciate you guys tuning in. We got a lot to get into today. Travis, um, Travis sometimes just tells his family. He doesn't even tell his family sometimes. He just leaves just for three, four days at a time. We only call yep. that. That's that's what, what do we call that? TT. Trav yep. time. Yeah, it's Trav time. Little, so little Trav time. Travel sometimes just take off. He doesn't even tell Amanda. He doesn't tell Greg. He just goes. And then we scramble kind of last second. You're nice enough to say, you know what, guys, I'll fill in for Trav again. Mm-hmm. But where he is and what he's doing, we have no idea. I, I, maybe in a, Fresno, sure maybe in Fresno for a baseball tournament for his son. Maybe, could be. potentially. Could be. Or mm-hmm. in the desert, <laughs> peyote. Could Cla- be. That's how you get 100- the kind of clarity yep. to yep. do the work that Travis Rogers does. 100%. It takes three or four days in the desert yep. a year, mm-hmm. but it's a small price to pay for good radio. Can I say this? Sure. Trav who had something against the NBA playoffs and had something against the NBA finals. I get some of it. There were a lot of blowouts. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited. I was telling him yesterday, I'm like, Trav, I get to actually, BK and I are going to talk about this uh, finals. He's like, yeah, have fun, have fun. Um, and, and then we got Emily, who's going to be leaving here. So right after the show, Emily's never been to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. never been. Now, she she came from Connecticut, was it now, 10, 11 months ago now, almost a year? Almost a year, yeah. Almost a year. So she's never been out to Vegas. So right after this show ends, she's taken off on her own road trip. Her sister's already waiting in Vegas. Are you, are you driving? She's going to be driving out. Yeah. So I'll get there. I'll get there when I get there. It's essentially my whole attitude. By the way, that's the right do, attitude. Do, 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 keep an eye out for Travis. Because you know, you're driving, he just might be right. wandering the side right. of the road. Exactly, yep. he's just muttering to himself hot yeah. takes about the Lakers, and then he's going to be always right. Yeah, that's what I assume I'm, he's going to do. I'm, I'm going to ask Slee that. Yeah, I'm going to ask Slee. He's that. writing him down. He's, he's like, right. well, Monday, just, uh, Monday's yeah. right around the corner, right there. Okay, so th- this is a few things we're going to do uh, for today's show. I, I want to get into the Warriors dynasty, everything that they have built here, and getting a chance to watch Game 6 yesterday. How did the Lakers kind of get back into the mix of the Western Conference? Don't answer that, BK, because I don't, I don't, by the look of your face, it doesn't look like you're very confident. Very randomly here, go look at the NL West standings. The Dodgers are in second place, and I don't remember a time, and I'm, not, I'm honestly, I don't remember when they were in second place, so kind of bring up some questions about where the Dodgers are and everything else around that. We'll still do, still do Ask Slee at 1045, but... Um, I'm going to throw this in there, too. You guys got questions for Brian Kamenitsky. Maybe there's some childhood questions about Andy and BK. We could do an Ask Cam as well. Okay. We could throw both of these things. I am, merge I am, them, an, I am a relatively open book. Merge the two. <laughs> I like relatively. Merge the two companies together. Um, do you know what one week from today is? Uh, no. Mandy Awards. You're right. One week it's from finally. today is the Mandy Awards. Now, remember, before... This was, I think it was planned, if you remember originally, it was in February. I, I, February is when February we were going to do it. February of what year? I feel like this is like the Mission Impossible 
release. 2007. Moved. Right. This I believe, was 2007. Yes. Uh, but this was supposed to be in February. So we've had so much hype behind the Mandy Awards. And we're a freaking week away. Actually, this time next week, we'll be broadcasting our show from down there. Everybody will be doing their shows from there. But um, one week away, you'll be in the house. Yes. I, I, I'm going to throw these because I've, I've thrown these questions to a few different people out there. Um, out of all the, out of all the, let's say, let's just call them the on-air talent. Mm. Anyone you think goes hard to the hoop the most? Because everybody's kind of very, everybody's very casual about this. John, I think, said he's not going to drink. Trav said, eh, maybe I'll have a drink or two. I don't know if Mason's going to be drinking. It, I, I've, I've kind of said, I, I thought everybody was just going to be having a good time and enjoying themselves. Are you going to be partaking I, I, why in this? Why else would I be have there? them send me a car service to go? If I'm not going to just tie one on, I think we have to. Yeah, I mean, what's the point of staying sober at that point? There is I'm only no point. in sometimes. It's like it's I can show up to the Mandy Awards and just scorch the earth. That's fine. Create some content. Exa- exactly. Go. I mean, you guys have shows on Monday. Yes. So. Well, well, we'll be great. Literally on that show on Monday, I think the entire conversation is just going to be about the Amanda yeah. Awards. But I, I, I always kind of, I always kind of sit back here and I'm like, I, I don't know if these guys are slow playing it. Are they BSing me that they're not going to be drinking and then they just come out, they get a couple drinks, couple listeners say, hey, I'd love to have a drink with you, and then all of a sudden, is this by a, the time is this nine a, o'clock kind of rolls a cry around, for help? Are you, are you? I just want do, them are to. You, pr- do you? Are you just looking for drinking buddies at this point? Do you? Need I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. With whom you can drink. A lot, and you just can't find them. I want people to participate. You know what I mean? Because if it's just like every other work event and then you're gone, it's like, all right, well, look how long we've been hyping up the Mandy Awards. Can we get at least a couple of stories? from evenings because you were just drunk? Yes, yes. (laughs) By 7 o'clock? Like, you can't use... Well, I still get that opportunity. I still get that opportunity with post-game and stuff like that. Everybody is drunk listening to Lakers this year. That's the only way to get through the games. (laughs) You had cover this year. Like, so you sounded normal to everybody because everybody was like that. Who doesn't have a bourbon around seven? I know. That's not me. But I have a like question for you, Alan. Yeah, what do you got? So, when Ask Slee wins Manny's best uh, segment, will you come up on stage with a champagne bottle and splash everybody? Is that the mm. level of drunk that you're going to be? Mm. Is Travis going to be throwing the champagne? What's this whole thing going to be about? So, I've said this to Travis before, and he tries to kind of play it off. It really is Travis's award. Travis has been pushing it. It was Travis's idea. And he's like, no, no, but it's called Ask Slee. I'm like, yeah, well, I get okay. what it's called, but you created it and you made it into something. As long as we're here, um, I, I have I have a question. So my Ask brother Slee. and I, Andy, we, we invented most of the useful things around this station, you okay. know, um, including the uh, the blame pie. That That is something we invented. It's actually been co-opted by the entire sports media. Um, we also invented Slee. Um, back when we were, you know, doing the pre and post, like we would have, and we, we, Alan on, he would come on and we would call him Slee or the Slee or whatever. And there was always pushback. There was pushback. We, we heard from people like, you know, Alan is a, Alan's a professional, doesn't like the name. He doesn't want to be called Slee. Doesn't want, he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like, sound the, like, don't Alan call at me all. Slee. This was back no, when Slee. Alan was a little more conservative, not quite the, uh, boisterous, uh, Slee wild is good. personality. Oh Slee my gosh. is good. The Slee is a little interesting. What is the slee? Travis in the slee sounds like <laughs> like the, the greatest shock jock. Yeah, like just that that is a show from the days of yore. But we invented the concept of slee. 
And Alan was like, no, 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 no. I'm Alan Sliwa. He probably, probably tried to use his middle initial there uh, initially, too. But um, Could have been. And now it's on T-shirts. Now it's a Mandy Award. Now, So I just wanted to put that out there as one of the, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's actually we were why ahead, yeah. I wanted to talk to you today. <laughs> I had nothing else I wanted to get into. Right, I wanted share to the say, you can go now. To say <laughs> this is you. all we needed to do. But yeah, I just you we invented Slee. Take it. Alan Sliwa was there before, but now that's he's good. Slee. Look at him now. That's good. You're welcome. All right, so a week from today, we'll have the Mandy Awards, which uh, which I, I will find out whether people are going to. Are they slow playing this whole thing, or am I, I going to have I, some I, drinking buddies? We'll find out. I, I hope well, I do. nothing else, you will find people in the crowd. By, by the way, just the T-Raj portion of it, which I think he's going to stay at the hotel. If he's going to stay at the hotel, might as well just make it happen here. Um, okay, so last night was the end of the NBA regular season. And it's kind of interesting. I, I thought before the series started, um, I thought the Celtics would win. Mm. I really did. I felt like Boston was good enough to uh, take on the Golden State Warriors. And I think one of the question marks for the Warriors were, um, you know, you got such good defense from Boston. And they could just – they can suffocate you on the defensive end. Do they have enough uh, weapons that, that you think on a consistent basis are going to score? Clay Thompson is not – you know, unfortunately, Clay is not two years ago, Clay, where you can kind of depend on him every single right. game. What are you going to get from Wiggins on a night-in-night-out basis? Is Jordan Poole's the moment too big for him? Steph's never won a finals MVP. They're just kind of just some regular questions. And by the time you get to game six and you're at halftime and you're starting to look at this thing like, I don't I don't see how the Golden State Warriors are going to lose and whatever the case is, it's actually the Boston Celtics that can't figure out a way to score. Mm-hmm. They have, I think, if I read this stat correctly, Tatum had the most turnovers in NBA history playoffs. Well, the whole team. I mean, they had like they had 22 yesterday. Right, 17 by the middle of the third quarter, something insane. So it, it was kind of this, it was this, uh, from a, a game perspective, just actually kind of paying attention to the game, um, Golden State Warriors just showed, and it didn't really matter that if uh, Boston had gone through Brooklyn and they had gone through Milwaukee and they'd gone through, oh, they, they were tested better than the Golden State Warriors, which I kind of fell into that trap. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you, you looked at the Golden State Warriors and it was like, I, I don't even, they could play 10 more times I think Golden State would win seven of them. So I think as the as the series went further, the more it, it felt like these two squads were was actually it wasn't a good comp, and the Warriors end up dominating. I mean, I had I, I picked Golden State in seven. I mean, so it's not like I just thought they'd roll the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I did think they were better. And the, the the part that I thought didn't get enough attention was as good as Boston's defense was throughout. Yeah. the you know particularly the second half of the regular season, they were insane. The, the team with the best defensive rating in the league over the course of the season was Golden State. And when those guys were intact all year long, when Steph was healthy yep. and the team was – they dominated. They were the best team in the Western Conference they, you know, and, and all of that stuff. So I thought they would have enough um, because defensively – and that's really where they won the series, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it just it, – it shows, like, what you need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bo- Boston was not a bad offensive team over the course of the year. They were not, you know, I think they were top seven or eight in the league. And certainly once the playoffs started rolling around, Tatum's going and, and Brown's going. But, like, you have to be both sides of the ball. You have to be good on both sides just to get to be part of the conversation. Yeah. And, you know, point it back to the Lakers. Well, that, that neither. Let, let's, let's do that coming up next because that, that's, 
you know, look, this is part of our gig. If, if we're going to talk about the NBA Finals, we're in L.A., always tied back to the Lakers. And I, I thought last night, if you're a Laker fan for this upcoming season, you got to be paying attention to a number of different things, whether you're a Laker fan or it's the front office or whatever the case is. But I want to take a quick look at what the Warriors have built over this stretch that they've been. Mm -hmm. They've won four NBA championships over the course of, was seven, eight years now, something like that, right? And there's only been three or four other franchises that ever had that type of a stretch. How, 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 if you look at this Lakers team right now, how are they even in the mix or in the conversation with teams like the Golden State Warriors? Because I don't think the Warriors are going anywhere anytime soon. We'll do that when we come back. Stay right here. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Alan Sliwa, Brian Kamenitsky. It's the Travis and Sliwa Show. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, Brian Kamenitsky filling in for uh, Travis Rogers. Taylor playing some good reggae. Beautiful Friday morning. Hopefully everybody's got a good weekend set up. Um, we got a chance yesterday to watch Game 6. And I, I mentioned this to you, and we are talking a little bit about it during the break. Uh, BK, obviously a lot of Laker fans watching the NBA Finals or just keeping up with what's going on. Um, I just want to say this, what the Warriors, and I know this is no shocking news or anything like that, but if you'd have told me before the season started mm -hmm. that the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship, I'm like, no, nah, come on, guys. They're not going to win it. I don't think they are. Or at least. Yeah, where were you on that? Because Andy and I were all over, you know, every, everybody was mm -hmm. all over the place in the Warriors because you didn't know what they were, even, you know, beyond, you know, how good is, you know, somebody, is Wiseman going to be able to play? Turns sure. out, no. But like all the young guys, is Draymond Clay wasn't be able back to yet. Clay wasn't back yep. yet. Steph has been in and out of the line. So, yeah. I mean, it was reasonable to be skeptical, but, like, where were you on that? I was – they're going to be in the mix, but let me just – let can this thing play out a little bit? Mm -hmm. Like, I hated to try to make a prediction before the season started on what they were going to be. And it's not mm -hmm. that you question – like, didn't it feel like Draymond and Steph, these guys took everything so personal? Like, you that, saw that, You saw what Clay tweeted out. Like the was, Jaron Jackson, Jaren, right? Jaron Jackson yep. tweeted something in like the middle of the regular season. Yep, basically putting the the, the after the, beating them, right? And I think it was kind of a Warrior slogan that they had, or mm -hmm. was something along those lines. And he's like, "I can't wait to retweet that," or whatever the case was. These guys are so petty. They are so petty. Well, I love it. But this is the funny thing. I think actually, I'm with you that I love it. I, and and what Clay's point was, and I'll, I'll get to the Warriors dynasty. What Clay's point was. Jaron Jackson, what have you guys done yes. to be running your mouth to us? Why are you disrespecting a franchise that has been there, done it, and has really been the face of all of sports mm -hmm. over this window of seven, eight years, right? Like, you can't really look. 
we could go look a, a, across all sports, whether it's NFL, Major League Baseball. What they've accomplished over these this eight-year stretch is, is, is unbelievable. It's phenomenal what they've done. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring it up, so I think what the most difficult thing to do in sports is to create something sustainable. Right. And and for whatever reason, it's just not something that's easy. I, I, I look at baseball as a perfect example. First off, the NFL, you haven't had a repeat champion. You haven't had anybody that's gone back-to-back with a Super Bowl in 20-plus years since the Patriots did it. That doesn't mean you can't be a successful franchise and get there every other year or just always be in the mix and be in the playoffs. Um, Major League Baseball is kind of funny. When you look at uh, baseball's, would you call the Dodgers a dominating franchise over the last 10 years as far as what they've been able to accomplish? Absolutely. They got one. Right. So that, that that's my point is that it's so difficult to sustain something and then cash it in at the end of the day. So the Warriors, I, I always fell into this, into this kind of category with the Warriors. I always fell into, okay, well – you traded when when KD left. You traded uh, or you got on a sign and trade D'Angelo Russell. They're going to flip that, right? They flipped it. They got Andrew Wiggins. Why well, they're going to flip Andrew Wiggins? Well, you got Jordan Poole that's playing really well. You got Wiseman as a chip. You got this. You got that. I always kind of just assumed they're going to use some of these pieces that they have to go get another player. You're not going to go get KD, but can you go get another star caliber player because you have all these assets? Wait, wait, how are you good and you have the assets? Look at the Lakers as a perfect example. The Lakers are, unfortunately for them, they are not good and they don't have any assets. So I just kind of, I think sometimes you just got to tip your cap to what the Warriors have done and they've done it their way. And there wasn't this pressure of, we have to go trade all these young pieces because we have to win now. And they kind of walk into this offseason, I, I, I know that the the league will guys are going to get healthy. I know moves that will be made and everything else. But damn, don't you look at that franchise now and just say, "Okay, tell me what changes in the next couple of years where the Warriors are not still in the mix or one of the favorites." You need basically three things, I think, to uh, in some kind of combination. It's luck. Every team has luck that wins. It's you know, competence, mm-hmm. really well-run front office, you know, good departments, good good people on the revenue side to make sure you're whatever. And then you need people who are willing to spend money. And if you have a little bit of less of one, maybe your franchise can't spend as much money, yeah. you need a little bit more luck and you need a lot more competence. The Warriors have tons of all of it. That's not good. That's it's not really good for not. the rest of the NBA. And, yep. you know, they spent, I think it was three, like the Lakers. Yeah, with the luxury tax. Say what right. you want about the Lakers, and they should have signed Caruso, and that was done. Like, I got all kinds of criticisms. Mm-hmm. But, like, they spent tens and tens of millions of dollars into the luxury tax. Not like they didn't spend any money at all. They just spent it poorly. The Warriors are up to, like, $340 million. They could be up to about 400 next year if they just get the band back together. But... Like so, you need somebody who's willing to sign off on that. It helps that they've got the Chase Center and they've got incredibly rich ownership and all that stuff, which is a little different than what you have in L.A. Um, but they also have tremendous competence in the front office with Bob Myers and that whole infrastructure and stability with the coaching staff and Steve Kerr's been there throughout and all of that stuff matters. And then you need a little bit of luck. Got you know if Steph's injury happens this year, if it happens. Three weeks later, a month later, maybe they don't advance because he's not back for the playoffs. And luck went against them, didn't it? When KD got injured, Clay got injured, mm-hmm. right? So to, to play off what you just said, it's not always perfect. It's not they always had a perfect. two-year window where they were nowhere to be found. But even that, 
helps them. It turns out to help them a yeah. little bit just because one of the things that makes it so hard to sustain dynasties is it just you you run out of motivation you're just not you don't you have 97 percent of that edge you had before the other team's got 100 and that three percent could be the different they lose you've got jaron jackson jr making fun of them you've got other people mocking them, saying they're done this that whatever they kind of got to start fresh with a championship team that almost never happens so they got a little even that was a little bit lucky for them so yeah, the Lakers are a long way away. Well, from well, that. And, and so this is this is the I, I think there's the part of it where you just kind of okay, give the Golden State Warriors their credit. Are they going anywhere in the next couple of years? Probably yeah. not. Looks like looks like they're in a great spot, a great position. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have the piece of it where so right after the game, uh, ESPN had an article out there and they put out the Caesar Sportsbook NBA title favorites for next season, and this just kind of shows where the Lakers stack up to this. So the Warriors are five to one odds to win next year. Um, you tell me how you feel about this one. Boston and Brooklyn are tied for second at six to one odds. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're putting obviously uh, Brooklyn up there. Uh, the hype train. Nets were the favorites last year. They couldn't win a game in the playoffs this year. The hype train's not going anywhere for them. We'll see what ends up happening. Where are the Lakers? The Lakers are. I'm going to list off the teams. Suns and the Clippers are eight to one odds. Actually, Bucks before that fifteen to two. Then you kind of start getting a little bit further down. Um, you see where the Lakers, Miami, Philly, Dallas, Memphis, and then the Los Angeles Lakers are twenty two to one. This is Caesar Sportsbook, right? I got to be honest with you. Even where they are there, right? Like, and maybe this is the Vegas doing the whole. Hey, let's let's. Throw out the reel and and let's just hope that we can. Yeah, oh, wait, casuals walking through the sports book. Not people like Emily when she's doing that this weekend. No, of she knows no, not that. at all. I'm not at all. Spend my money wisely. The, the casuals are looking up. Oh, the Lakers are twenty two to one. It's the Lakers. It's LeBron. I'm putting a, you know, the college fund on that, and then they go. Okay, so th- this is. I, gu- I guess this is the question. You know, and I'm going to play something from Darvin Ham, new coach of the Lakers, was on was with Rich Eisen yesterday, and they're talking about Russ. Just, I guess the best way to put it, are we delusional right now to think Lakers were 16 games below 500, mm-hmm. but they were 16 games below 500 on top of nothing working. AD missed half the season. And I always, you know, I, I always kind of try to emphasize that that to me is the most important thing for what happens with the Lakers moving forward. Yes. But to now that you kind of like start playing out, well, what's a perfect – how do the Lakers just get back? Forget the Warriors. Like the Warriors are in a class where I want to have a conversation about the Warriors. Just kind of start paying attention to, okay, where did Dallas end up? Where did Denver end up? Where did these – how – you know, you look at kind of the odds and, and what happens next year. How do the Lakers just get back in the conversation where you could say, hey, they're a fifth, sixth, or seventh seed – and then just let them get in, and then we'll see what happens. Right, because right now, you Golden State, obviously, but you'd put Phoenix in front of them. Dallas just made a nice little trade. Yep. You know, we put them in front of them. Memphis is, you know, would be predicted to be better. The Clippers, Clippers I would be, put in front of them. Assuming they're healthy. Denver, Denver for sure. I would assume in, in front of them. Some people might throw the Pelicans in there or the Timberwolves after what they did this year. Maybe, maybe not if the Lakers are healthy. But, you know, 22 to 1, see what it should be said. 22 yep. to 1 is not, like... They're not like throwing out the red carpet here. That's like three percent. Like you, you're not that you know. But it, it, it. The hard part for the Lakers mm-hmm. 
is they have to answer the question that you're essentially asking here, which is how close are we if everyone was healthy? If everyone on their team was healthy, how close would we? What would that have meant for Russ? Yep. Would that have worked better? You know. So what's the gap? Because if you had that, to answer that question, what? How would you answer that question? How far are they? How far are they if everyone was healthy? Very. Um, but their answer to that question is that's what informs. Do you give up a pick in a Westbrook deal? Uh-huh. Do you? Um, you know, do you go all in for a contract you might not like in two or three or four years because you've got LeBron and AD right now? Yep. Because if you think that you've got a you know legit 10 15 percent yep. chance yep they, you know the wrong injury to Steph at the wrong time suddenly the conference opens up and you're right there it's basically the daryl Morey attitude then you do different things but if you think like guys really mm-hmm. really what are we doing like you can only trade those picks once we don't have any stuff we have you, know, you think that's why they they haven't at least they they're trying to be adamant that that a pick is not on the table for us yeah because they don't think realistically because I think they, they, they don't think that the that it helps them to trade Russ at any cost. Which you only do if you're right on the cusp sure. of something. Hey, if we traded Russ, now go look at our roster. Now we're back in the mix. Right. But isn't 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 by you trade trading... Russ that way for optics, not because it's gonna make a team. You 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 do anything you can to get off that deal mm-hmm. just for optics to make Lakers fans feel better. Okay, so tell me why this would be different then. Because before the Lakers got Russ they had a certain kind of team. Mm-hmm. They had the right role players and everything else, <laughs> but they had the right role players and everything else, and they were in the mix. So when I hear you, and we could do this coming coming up uh, coming up next, but when I hear you say, well, if you did trade Russ, then you're still back in the same position that you're in or you don't feel like you're, you'd be in the mix, I want to get your take on that because I think we're kind of contradicting ourselves a little bit when you saw what the Lakers were before Russ came to the roster and they were in the mix is that the NBA has changed, the league has changed, the teams are better, or is it just a Laker issue? So we do that coming up next. Plus, I want to play this thing uh, with Darvin Ham talking about Russ accepting a challenge that he gave to him on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, stay right here. This is uh, Travis and Sliwa, BK filling in for Travis Rogers, and it's uh, and we'll be right back on this, and we'll do Straight Talk Wireless coming up next as well. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 
Uh, Darvin Ham having a straight talk conversation yesterday um, on the Rich Eisen show, and I want to play this because we're talking about uh, we're talking about Russ and just kind of I guess the comparison of uh, if the Lakers continue to go all in, which really I think they've been going all in for four years. So I think at this point, I mean, Trav and I always talk about this. I'm like, all right, you got you, you walked in with a thousand dollars, you have five dollars left. You're you're keeping you're saving the five. Is that what is at the end of the day? Are you telling yourself that all right, I lost? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to Emily? Is this a way of trying to? Is this like a cautionary tale for M- the weekend? Or what? What are we doing here? M- I think so. I don't know if she's going to be. I don't. Are you going to be? I don't gambling? have enough money to gamble that much, but no, I also no, no, think no, there's no, many people that the don't have that. That's the solution to your <laughs> so you money earn it. problem. Yeah, oh, really? Exactly. All right, so because I a have lot never of people walk into game. a casino telling themselves, "Now I'm going to make money." Mm-hmm. This is where I make my salary back, and it has nothing to do with Vegas building what they've built over the last. <laughs> I, I expect you to resign by Monday. So fruitful will this weekend right, be? Right. Exactly. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna get the jackpot, and then I'm gonna make enough money that I don't have to work ever again. That's how my here's whole plan. the only thing that I would like for her to do when she's in Vegas. I just want her at some point to walk the strip. Get one of those just tall, whatever that is, the basically alcohol is filled like with some type of slushy. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, New it's, Orleans. I, yeah. I want you to just get one of those. I want you to just kind of soak in the strip. That's all I want. Oh, Every, I everything else, because she's only there for less than 48 hours. And I'm staying at the Caesars Palace. That's plenty of time. 48 yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of time. Here's what I want for you. I mean, mm-hmm. Alan's walk the strip and hold it. You got to do that. What I Take want in the heat. is I want to hear do a story. Of you and just you know you you've never been, so you don't know. Yeah. One of the great things in Vegas is the hot craps table, where the entire casino is basically come around and sat around one table because it's so <laughs> insane and the money yeah. is flying around so much. And in the middle of that is one person. Right. With a set of dice. Mm-hmm. Throwing the winning money for everyone throwing hitting your point you know hard eights you know hard tens all that yeah. stuff oh, she's and all over it. To, and she's all over that's it. you yeah that's her where like okay. you know i even if i don't do it i'm gonna make up the story about it but that's no fine. i i have never played any card games so that means i'm ripe to do well right mm-hmm. and then yes. i'm also just i'm open for any suggestions on gambling you know good bad all all that great stuff she i should also go directly to texas hold'em <laughs> Just remember, nineteen is good. Okay, twenty-one is better. Go Texas Hold'em right out the gate, yeah. and just—I uh, don't know—think of like games you used to play when you were a kid. She's just like holding all her cards. She's showing people, just confusing everybody. They're like, what the I, hell? I just, is she doing? I, 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 this is the difference. I have no in poker vision. face. I—I I, I am so like you can read me so easily. I'm not. I have a terrible poker. Yeah, don't face. play poker then. I'd go Casino War. Yeah, go war. Yeah, yeah go war. Casino war. Yeah, it's as easy as it gets right there. Also, on the drive there, too, I'm going to uh, – should I paint on my car? Have you guys seen these things where people paint on their car be like, hey, I'm going to a bachelorette party. Like, here's my Venmo. And people are getting, like, tons of money from that. People, like, Venmo them on the car on the drive out. So, like, I'm going to be stuck in traffic. Should I paint on my car? Hey, I'm going to Vegas for the first time. Venmo me for money to uh, get my gambling started. How big is your window? It's I think that's words. pretty big. I okay. think you should not just do that for going to Vegas. I think once Anytime. a week you should come up with something else. Just be like whatever it is. Anything getting any married for. at the end of I, August. I, I, I think <laughs> ju- the answer is no if you don't ask. Hmm. So just, I think you could make a whole deal out of effectively using GoFundMe. I should. Yeah. I should make a GoFundMe just for me. Just make up a sad story, and then all the money goes. Just remember me. the difference in vision. I have you at the center of the the universe with 
hundreds of people that you've never met before who are now all, all your best friend cheering, pumping up, buying you drinks afterwards, all this stuff, and you walk away with just pockets full of, of cash, and Alan's got you just kind of wandering <laughs> up so and down low. the strip by yourself. <laughs> Contemplating with like, life. Like a warm beer, probably. I think like, this is how he spends his vacation first, first time. Out, right. How is this strip? What do you think? There's nobody there? It's a ghost town. <laughs> you didn't Everybody say, like, I want you the out there with your friends, but you just... I just want you to walk up and down the strip. You got to take in with, the strip. I, I, do you well, remember, obviously. by the way, by the way, do you remember the first time you went to Vegas? Yeah. I was just I trying do, to actually. think right now. I stayed how, at the Rio. It was a wedding. First wedding I ever went to. How old were you? I was 22, 23, something like that. All right. First time I went to Vegas. I mentioned Excalibur quite a few times. Sometimes Excalibur. Yeah. You would think that they're a partner of the, uh, of the show. They're not a partner. So first time I ever went to Vegas... My cousin and I, and I think I had to put all the pieces together later on in life. Cousin and I, we're probably 12 or 13 years old, okay? My uncle was going to Vegas. He was going to take us with him, all right? We stayed across the street from Excalibur at some, I don't even know what kind of hotel it is. <laughs> it doesn't have a name. No, we didn't stay at Excalibur. No. We stayed across the street from Excalibur. And he basically said, guys, here's 20 bucks, order some pizza, he's going to go what now I would assume was he's going to go gamble. And he did his gambling. It's the first time I went to Vegas. I had no idea what was going on. I'm just mm -hmm. looking. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this place. So we get pizza and watching a movie, and that's basically what we did across the street from Excalibur. And that's the guy you're taking your advice from, from what to do this weekend. <laughs> what do you want me to do at, at 13? Find some trouble, man. It's yes. Las Vegas. This is bad country. Taylor I, Fund, what's, what's your guys' first guy. uh, Vegas story? Uh, circus Circus. Circus, nice. circus, going to Circus Circus like when I was like ten or something with my you know parents or whatever, and it was the dopest thing I've ever had. Like you see like the midway, the, the real circus acts going on, but then like you know you see the people, the g degenerates downstairs gambling waiter, their life savings and everything, which was fun. My first time was seeing uh, Elton John at Caesars. Wow, Ooh. yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's much better than the Excalibur across. Did the you take story. a minute to just to walk by yourself? Up and down the strip Isn't just that what by yourself. Does? Yeah, I thought everybody had to do that. Really take that in. You got to walk the strip, all right? You can keep going Lights. at it, but you got to walk the strip. You also got to get one of those slushies, too. The slushy drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Funches is with me. So it's Funches a, it's a bachelorette party? No, no it's just me and my sister. My sister's been there for work all week, and then she's going to come visit me in Los Angeles afterwards. But she was like, why don't you just come out for the weekend? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so it's very, it's coming tonight, tonight, leaving on Sunday as early as possible. All right. Well, I, you're, you're right not... now the game plan is leaving as early as possible on Sunday. It could we'll very see how well it goes. Be... I see, I, I, what I did learn <laughs> on that first trip is I was like my brother because I went with my brother. Was saying, we were invited to this wedding and we went there and we were like we, we don't need a, we don't need to book a room. No. We're poor and young. Yeah. It's like well, and this, definitely we'll, have a room. And we'll you know we got the first flight out and we'll go. We learned the very valuable lesson that once you run out of money, if you, you know, like. You're done, and then you've got like six hours to kill. There is nowhere to sit in Las Vegas inside a casino that doesn't require yeah, you to have, spend money. I was going to say you're going to have to pretend like you're playing slots. Something, or something. you got you cannot yeah. sit down. There's not a bench. There's not now, a chair. Now, if you had ten bucks and you're playing penny slots, you could actually probably Didn't hang around bucks. for a little while. Wish I'd known that. <laughs> hang around for a little while there. Yeah. All right, let me play this real quick. This is Darvin Ham. Um, Basically asking Russ to play a certain role for the Lakers. Uh, take a listen. This is from the Rich Eisen Show. And one thing I, I mentioned to Russ is the way I'm built, the success I've seen is 
especially most recently here in the last nine years and the last four years, being with Coach Bud in Milwaukee, also in Atlanta, but in Milwaukee, one thing we always preached and will continue to preach to be our foundation of our teams is a defensive mindset, being able to defend at a high level. And I challenged him, and he accepted the challenge. Uh, There's a couple more clips from that, but I want to just stay with that for a quick second. Mm -hmm. I just read off where the Lakers' odds are for next year. Um, watching what the Golden State Warriors just did. I mean, it's just it's it's fantastic basketball. The Western Conference is only getting better. A lot of that's going to have to do with health of those other teams, and and then this is where the Lakers are. So I I hear I hear what Darvin Ham saying. I thought his presser was great mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, but I, I, I guess my my question is more just what's realistic. So Russ can accept the challenge and say, okay, you know what, I, I like Darvin Ham. This is uh, somebody that maybe I relate to better. Maybe him and I just click right out the gate. He's at the presser. Maybe there is some unity between the two of them. You can also be Darvin Ham and say, look, the only way we can really, really have success this year, you got to change the way you do things. The way you've been successful somewhere else is obviously different than the way we're going to need you here. You could say all that. But you still believe Russ can do the stuff that Darvin Ham is hoping for? It's a two. Andy and I have this debate constantly mm-hmm. on the Locked On Lakers podcast. You can get five days a week wherever you get your podcasts. We made it forty minutes without me promoting the show. Keep plugging. That's pretty You're good. good. Forty minutes. Um, so I, I think it's 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 kind of a two part question. First is will he actually do those things, and I think you know, will he try? And I think to some degree, just the reset on the relationship. It didn't work with Frank Vogel for whatever reason. Blame whoever do you want. But Vogel is gone. Everybody can start over and pretend that last year didn't happen. So I think that helps. I think, you know, Russ can go in with a fresh attitude. He wants to keep playing after this year. He's got to kind of reform his image around the league. He has a lot of incentive to make this work. There's at least the possibility that he'll try. I love that question, though, that you're asking me. If he does try, how much does it matter? Can Russ, after what, in year what is this, 14 or something like that? 12, 13, 14? 14. Yeah. Can Russ, in year 14, yep. effectively do things that he's never really committed himself to doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you know, Andy leans much more into he can, he won't. He just chooses not to. I don't think he can be a good defender. I don't think he can focus and, and, and stay within a defensive system and play the principles and all that kind of stuff. There are certain things I just don't think he's got the muscle memory this many games, yeah. this many years yeah. in to do effectively. I hope I'm wrong, but it's, I mean, because it's a scathing indictment of Westbrook to say, like, he's a professional athlete and he can't do these things. Hall of Famer. So that, that, this is why I kind of always get caught up from it when, when I hear, hey, you know what? Lakers are not willing to give up that, that 2027 first rounder. They've been all in for four years. Mm-hmm. And I, I would you agree that before Russ was on the team that they had a pretty good team? They had a chance uh-huh. to, to A, they won a championship, made some changes. I even thought the changes that they made when it was Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell, I, I wasn't opposed to all those guys. I, I do feel like AD not being healthy was probably the difference of them having an opportunity to win a championship or not. I still, still believe that mm-hmm. if Anthony Davis was healthy in the first round against Phoenix, the Lakers win that series. Okay. And, and Phoenix ended up going to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. And I think that model of look, you got to have role players, and or you got to have the right three players. Having Demar Derozan would have been different to having Russ. Just using as an example, you got to have the right three players if you're going to go for this. You know, you want to have three stars or whatever the case is. 
that's why I always kind of hesitate. It's like, all right, we stop at the 2027 first rounder. If you don't feel confident that the Lakers are going to – not that much is going to change this right. upcoming season, why are you stopping at that first rounder? Why, why are you stopping when you've already given up so many assets and you're still in this window and you still think that you have a chance to win, whether that's realistic or not? If you still not? think you have a chance to win, that's the thing. So you have to have like a, like a legitimately – sober conversation and be like can we do not are we the favorites you don't have to be the favorites but can we get good enough and the difference between two years ago when they won a title is like you said they had lebron and ad Mm -hmm. and like a like a really solid middle class on that roster last year they had lebron and ad and a different but still like what was it 21 and 6 like before the wheels fell off with injuries and whatever that was that team demonstrated that they had the ability to win something. This year's team never did. Mm-hmm. Even when guys, the brief times, they never looked like they could win something. And the biggest, I think, the biggest reason, the biggest gap between the Lakers and other teams is isn't just the stars. It's not is who's the third best player, the fourth best player, the fifth best player. The Lakers, to use Denver, don't have a Will Barton. Yep, Denver's got like five of them. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the Warriors have four, three, four, five guys who are in that. They're not all-stars, but they're, like, really good players. They're They'll above, have a night every couple of nights. They are above average NBA players. Yeah. You look at the t- players the Lakers trotted out last year. Even when LeBron and AD were healthy, you're still no disrespect to Stanley yeah. Johnson, Wenyan Gabriel, um, guys like that. They're not good enough. No, they're not. That's a, that's absolute reality. No, those guys were. All right, um, coming up next. By the way, so if you want to get in, we do this uh, obviously Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Ask Lee coming up next. You could also ask. You got some questions for the Cam brothers. Two ways to do it: hit us on Twitter mm. uh, or eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We'll do some live calls as well. Uh, and then at eleven o'clock, I want to spend some time talking about the Dodgers for the first time in I don't know how long. The Dodgers are in second place in the NOS. Any concerns there? We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, send in your Ashleys, hashtag Ashleys. Brian Kamenitsky filling in for Travis Rogers. Emily, I'm going to throw it to you. You can lob these questions, and we'll answer them. I'll do my best Travis Rogers impression, I can say, along the way. And I'll, he loves ha, along the way. Yeah, he loves, yeah. loves along can you, the way. Can, how grumpy can you be? Hello? 
Hey guys. As, I, as I often know, Travis uh, he, lacks he, whimsy. He can, yeah, lacks whimsy. Yeah. Can be a little bit of a grump sometimes, yeah. but he's a great grump. He's gonna be so. a fabulous old man. <laughs> so um, up first, this is from Anthony Elio. Okay, this could be from both of you guys. Could both answer this one. So, the Lakers are guaranteed a championship next season, but you have to watch every game dressed like Santa, and no, you can't wash the shoot the suit. Would you take that deal? Hashtag Astley. Hashtag Ask Cam. I think this is kind of an easy one. So I just have to wear – here's the only issue. I know the look on your face, but this is kind of asleep. You get the random questions like that. No, I'm just – It's go if, ahead. If I So my issue is going to be if I'm sitting at home and I'm just watching a game, no problem. Yeah, of course, I'll throw on a Santa suit. You got to do what you got to do for the mm-hmm. squad, which, by the way, the Celtics still stuck at 17. We'll get into that a little bit later. My problem is, is I'm going to be over there a lot. So to kind of just walk around – um, crypto.com arena it's not professional on October 24th. It's a little interesting, but I'll still do it. If that's it's, what I got to do for my, I'll tell you what, it's even more interesting in March. <laughs> um, March 7th. Why is Alan wearing a Santa suit? He's just really committed to the bit. Um, I think, um, what's your, what's your favorite sport of all the sports? What's of all the sports sport? like to like to watch. Yeah. Uh, hockey or football. Right, and what what had the what team had the most like childhood influence on you? Oh, the Blues, probably. All right, Blues are the St. Louis Cardinals for for, for, team. for them to win. Yeah, would you do something like that? No. <laughs> I love that. One hundred and sixty-two baseball games. I'm wearing a Santa suit. One hundred and sixty-two. You don't have to. You're going to be home. You have got, to deal I'm with not watching every game. I got, I've got three children. I'm not. I'm not home for every baseball game. I'm not Pretty wearing sure a, a lot of Santa people suit. in St. Louis right now. Incredibly disappointed in you. They can at me all they want. They're not <laughs> doing that either. Um, I would say I, I'm much more likely to be able to do it for the Lakers because I don't need to be in the building as much. Yeah. So I am. Your often three kids would love you that home. you're wearing a Santa suit. It is. Every but that's single a, day. It's the not washing it part. Because yeah, that's, that's like a hundred caveat. That's a hundred and something gross. games. Yeah. That's, that's disgusting. Months. That's six months wearing the same one thing and, and I'm never watching eating it. in it. I'm having April it's, 1st. It's late at night. April I'm 1st. Doing, go out for a little walk. But I'm eating, but it's the food. 88 degrees. Also, stuff on it. It's, it's, you didn't that's, clarify what kind of Santa suit it was. Because maybe you can get like the like a t-shirt Santa suit and shorts. Like, wear like a tuxedo no, shirt? Yeah, I think exactly. It's no, I, it's, it's not the, it's not so much the wearing of the, of the thing. It's the, I can't wash you it. just have to sacrifice. All right, well. Anything for the Lakers. So no, not, not anything. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Darren Pollock. Who on ESPN 710 do you think looks the most how they sound? Hashtag Astley. I think Ireland. My wife once walked by the TV yeah. and looked at John Ireland and said, that's John Ireland? Really? And I said, yeah. She said, I thought he was black. Really? Yeah. So the answer is clearly not John Ireland because he's I, oh, I the, think John, I think the John whitest kinda, guy I know. Yeah, have you heard him laugh? Well, I mean, granted, she's not a P1. So. <laughs> What's his laugh sound like, Sleeve? Like he's... <laughs> I can't even get that high. Yeah, like he's... I, there is an obvious answer white. to this question. <laughs> Very. It's Alan Sliwa. That looks like he sounds? Yes. No, actually, I, I could absolutely pick you out of a lineup. One hundred percent. So if they've only heard us, okay, who'd be the toughest one? Who sound? Yeah, that's interesting. Who sounds the least like their voice? 
Sedano, maybe? Maybe Sedano. I think more Mace. Cap kind of looks no, like I, his voice. I think Mace. Mace, Mace would yeah. be, if you heard his voice and then you saw him, you'd be like, oh, wow, okay. I didn't know that's Steve I mean, Mason. Travis, Travis is relatively central casting. Like, yeah. That makes sense. I think John. I think John looks like he sounds. Sounds like he looks. Yeah. What do you think, Em? I I I don't know. I think that I can peg Ireland from his voice. I, I that's why I think it might be Sedano, but that was just me. Yeah. All right. So next is from Christopher Holmes, one of our candidates for Caller of the Year. Make sure you stay tuned for the Mania Awards. So you got oh, that. We had it. Yesterday was great show. A solid yesterday. So Christopher Holmes asked. Travis broke down the uh, two hours outside of L.A. on his way to Friends, Fresno. Yep. Emily is broke down two hours out of L.A. on her way to Vegas. Yep. Let's pretend it's the same time. Yep. You know? So neither has AAA, mm-hmm. and both call you for yeah. roadside assistance. Yeah, it's easy. Who do you go help? Yeah, this is easy. Trav, you got to figure it out, bro. You're a grown-ass <laughs> man. Just go figure it out. You got your whole family there. You got a lot that, uh, I mean, find a way to figure it out. And I have confidence that... Uh, Trav will, I guess, try to figure it out. I gotta help Emily. I gotta it's, help it's, Emily. It's, it's, it's not such even an easy that. One. It's I can even spin this less about the other person. It's more about me. I go and I help Travis. Where do I have to then spend the rest of my time before I can't? I'm there by the time I fix everything, whatever. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to spend the night. I'm in Fresno. Mm-hmm. I go help Emily. <laughs> I spend the night in Vegas, and you don't get yeah. a hotel. Don't need one. You don't need one. So I'm I'm in the center of the crowd table throwing the thing, and the people are around me going, "We love you, Brian!" Like it's like I am made thousands of people happy. Where's Al? Winning them. He's on a six he's, mile right. walk down right. the strip. He's actually in downtown. He's alone now. with his thoughts. He's in downtown now. He's on the old strip. <laughs> I have one more left for you. So this is from Nick. He says uh, it has been recently brought to my attention that there is a lot you can learn about an individual based on how they prep and eat certain foods. So this is for both of you. So. How do you eat a peach? Ask, hashtag ask Slee. Wait, what? How, How do like, you eat a peach? I, I get what they're saying. So I think there's, just use as an example, somebody might cut the peach and then cut oh, it into okay. pieces and everything else. I, I don't really cut anything. You know, like uh, if I'm, somebody Steak? will cut an apple, they'll do this, whatever. Steak, I just grab my bare Roast? hands. Right off the barbecue. <laughs> I just grab it right just off. Just eat from the corner. The peach. You uh, even cook no, it? No. No, it's because it, you want it to be. There's a certain like, there's a certain taste. Try that you a little, want. little it's, it's primal. It's very sashimi. Right. It's very sashimi like. <laughs> uh, I will just grab peach. I'll eat. I will not cut it. I won't. I won't do anything. You just eat the peach. You take. You take the peach and you eat it like an apple. It's an apple. You eat it's, it. It's an apple. It's a now, handheld now, now, the food. Only, the only difference that you eat by. Eh. But when you say it's an apple, this one's going to be a lot juicier. It's going to be a lot messier. Oh, messy. A lot of stuff going on. But that's that's kind of how you do it. Do you, you eat with the bib on? It. <laughs> it's not, it's not a peach. lobster. Got to go with a paper <laughs> towel. It gets really messy when you're ready to go. Okay, in. Did you guys cut it? I I cut it just because but I, I have sensitive teeth and I, I can't go right in. Like more Your teeth are too sensitive for a peach. Yeah, my teeth are very sensitive. I can't do How apples. Do you can't eat do peach. Anything. I can't do the thing where you break the skin. I just don't like it. I also don't like to peel oranges. I ask other people to peel my oranges for okay, me because I don't like it on one, my fingers. That one helped me. Okay, I don't like citrus. Stay, we can get back into this. Stay on that when we come back. Well, um, this is I know I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just pay some I have so many questions. Pay some bills. And then we'll figure out okay. what the orange situation all, is. Uh, all of it. It's uh, the oranges, s- skin, fruit. Like what? I, I have so many questions. Oranges and fruit coming up next. <laughs> Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN.